Welcome to Bought at a Price podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Hannah, a functional nutritionist, and it's deep, deep in my heart, a Bible lover above all. I am so excited to be here talking about how health and wellness relates to our lives as Christians. This podcast and our blog takes you on a redemptive journey towards understanding the way that God views your body, lifestyle, and role in His kingdom. Jesus redeemed us from a life enslaved to sin. He freed us to live out a new life as women of God. Today, we're going to be finishing Naomi's story that we started last week. We started with a bitter journey, and today we're moving into a reason to celebrate, still looking at an honest view of women's struggle with weight loss. When was the last time you asked yourself, why can't I lose weight? The struggle with body weight and image leaves many women frustrated and bitter. After multiple weight loss products and diets fail, it's hard to have hope. Today, we're finishing Naomi's bitter journey and our look into body weight. We're going deep with today's questions, believing that God will reveal his heart to you and that you'll find the joy in your weight journey. Spend this time with God and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal his truth. If you're just finding bought at a price, Go back and listen to our read, our first post, What Makes a Woman Beautiful in God's Eyes, and the first two on weight, A Bitter Journey, An Honest Look at Women's Struggle with Weight Loss, and part one of what we're going to be finishing up this Friday, Why Losing Weight is So Difficult. You can find those all by name if you go to www.boughtatapprice.com. Again, www.boughtatapprice.com. You're looking for What Makes a Woman Beautiful in God's Eyes, A Bitter Journey, An Honest Look at Women's Struggle with Weight Loss, and Why Losing Weight is So Difficult, Part 1. By the end of this week, you'll have finished your journey with Naomi and know what contributes to women's struggle with weight. Friday's post is going to cover the remaining nine reasons that weight loss is so difficult. We're also going to be putting together a how-to information ebook so that you're able to reference it whenever needed. We're including all of the information on the 18 plus reasons that weight loss is so difficult, along with the Bible study portion. That way you've got the reasons and the applicable how-to's right at your fingertips. Before we begin, remember ladies, weight loss isn't about pursuing a certain size or number on a scale. Pursue weight loss so you're able to do all that God created you to do. Pursue it because you want to glorify God. Pursue it because you want to take exceptional care of the amazing you that God created. Last week, we looked at loss and bitterness that Naomi experienced. We also spent time looking at our own responses to painful experiences and exploring any bitterness caused by a longing to lose weight or failed weight loss attempts. Are you ready for a reason for celebrating? Let's finish Naomi's story.
Naomi refocuses. Once back in Bethlehem, Naomi refocused her attention on Ruth. She knew that a young lady like Ruth needed to be married sooner than later. This was not a time when women could wait as long as they wanted to to get married. Nope, nope, nope. You started losing your worth long before you hit the ripe old age of 20. Ikes. At my age nowadays, I'd be like the great-great-grandmother that they were already preparing a grave for. In Ruth 3, 1 and 2a, Naomi says to Ruth, My daughter, should I not try to find a home for you where you'll be well provided for? Is not Boaz with whose servant girls you have been a kinsman of ours? Who knows what Naomi's was up to while Booth had, Ruth had been gleaning in Boaz's field or how long she'd been gleaning before no, Naomi asked her this question, but any attempt of mine or yours to figure that out would be a waste. But boy, oh boy, I would love to know the answer. Anyone else with me on this? Want to fill in all the missing details? All right, back to Naomi. The character she had at the beginning is showing again. She put others before self and is looking out for Ruth's best interests. The same thing she wanted when she told Ruth to go back to Moab. I've got to wonder if Naomi wasn't sitting at home working scenarios out in her head. Okay, Ruth is gleaning with Boaz, and Boaz is a long-lost relative, so if I do this and then this, would this happen? Or do I need to have Ruth do this so that that happens? Come on, women haven't changed that much since the BC era, have we? Either way, Naomi came up with a plan and gave Ruth very detailed instructions which I'm also guessing were pretty well thought out and rehearsed. Now it's time to put you back in the spotlight. Be sure to grab the devotional page so that you can write out your answers to the questions I've got in today's podcast. You can get that printable at www.bottetaprice.com forward slash wait struggle two. Again, www.bottetaprice.com forward slash wait struggle So, the question, do you put caring for others before caring for self? Why or why not? Again, and always, be honest. Yes, I want you to be honest with every single question, but please don't sell yourself short or skimp on this one. Of the 24 hours God gives you each day, how much of that time is spent caring for others? In what ways do you care for others? Do you think caring for yourself is important? Why or why not? When was the last time you did something for you? What was it? Do you feel like there's no time in your day for self-care? And the big one. What would you do if there was an extra one to two hours in your day and it could only be used to take care of you. All right, back to Naomi, her celebration. If you've never read the book of Ruth, you're likely wondering how celebration could possibly show up in a story like Naomi's. Well, it did. And guess what? There is a celebration waiting for you as well. We'll come back to you in a minute. 
Naomi could celebrate because her plan worked. Ruth got married and Naomi became a grandma. The women of Bethlehem came to Naomi and said, Praise be to the Lord who this day has not left you without a kinsman redeemer. For your daughter-in-law who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons has given him birth. Ruth 4, 14 and 15b. (laughs) What? Marriage and a baby and we've barely gone through a chapter? Yep, the book of Ruth is full of highlights. No fluffing stuff in this book. Naomi went from a widow living with her widowed daughter-in-law to a grandmother. Her plot to get Ruth and Boaz married worked. To be quite honest, it wasn't a plot. Naomi was a woman of God, and I'm certain she was following God's lead when setting Ruth and Boaz up. Gives me another question for you. When you're caring for the people from the last set of questions, do you do this by asking God what He wants you to do? Yes or no, and then answer the big why. Back to Naomi again. You're off the hook for a second. The last time we hear of Naomi in this short little book is Ruth 4.16. Then Naomi took the child, laid him on her lap, and cared for him. The women living there said, Naomi has a son. Boy, oh boy, did she have reason to celebrate. The celebration, though, isn't what I want you to get from this story. The journey is what I want you to see. Life is made of joy and suffering, seasons of sorrow and celebration. There's only one thing that remains constant, God's love and faithfulness. I think Naomi understood this. Her openness about being bitter and sorrowful was healthy. She didn't keep it to herself. She also didn't keep her eyes self-focused while she went through difficult seasons. Naomi remained focused on others, and while it doesn't say so directly, I believe she kept her focus on God. When was the last time you celebrated something in life? What was it, and why did you celebrate? When was the last time you felt content and happy with your life? All aspects of it, my dear. Your weight, appearance, friends, family, home, job, bank account, health, Anything and everything. You get the idea. What weren't you, aren't you content about and why? What do you wish was different and why? If these things were different, what would change about life? And it's okay to say how I feel about myself would change or how I think others view or see me or my husband would dot 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 or I'd be able to fill in the blank. Let's wrap Naomi's story up and then we'll come back to you. What Naomi didn't know. I had to pause after writing that headline. All I could come up with was another question and it's a question God asked of me as I finished spelling the word no. What would you do differently if you know the story that I, God, know? Let that one really sink in, because when I wrote it and when I speak it still, it's life-changing. What would I do differently if I knew the story that God knows? 
it would be a whole, whole lot. I pray that along with me, you keep that question in mind as you go through each and every day. We don't know the story that God has in store, but he does, and it's a perfect story. See, when we look at Naomi, Naomi didn't know that her grandson would be the father of Jesse, the father of David. She didn't know that David would become the man after God's own heart. She didn't know Ruth would be David's great-grandmother and part of Jesus's family tree. Yes, I just said that, part of Jesus's family tree. Wow, super big wow. If Naomi was following God's instructions when she told Ruth how to catch Boaz's eye, she was doing it for reasons that didn't matter one bit in the larger scheme of things. Hindsight always is twenty twenty, right? She thought getting Ruth married would mean food on the table and no more risk of being taken advantage of. Short-sighted, but still important. Can you imagine how she would have celebrated if she knew the Messiah was coming from her family tree? Wonder what Ancestry.com would pull up on that one. You get the picture. Your needs right now matter, but you don't know the rest of the story. You never will. We have to trust God and follow His lead in every single area of our lives. Period. But, Because life is what it is, and sin still exists until Jesus returns, life is going to have sorrow, tears, losses, celebrations, victories, and surprises. God already knows what each second of your life looks like. He's already written your story. So in light of this, and our little glimpse into Naomi's life, I've got a couple closing questions. Again, Pour your heart out to the Lord and give him every dream, wish, want, and desire of your heart. Take some time and write them all down. Would you then ask your Abba Father what he wants you to focus on and how he wants you to use each day that he gives you? In closing, wow, that was quite a journey. And I want to wrap this up by circling back to wait. Like most of light, Weight loss is a journey. It's a journey that looks a lot like the one we just went on with Naomi. We traveled through her loss, bitterness, refocusing, celebration, and the story she didn't know. I pray that you've spent some time with God as you answered each question, and if you're struggling with weight, that you ask your Abba Father what He wants for you. Like I said last week, You have to begin by being content with who you are right now, being happy with who God created you to be and all he's allowed you to do. From there, weight loss is a slow, steady journey of identifying the cause or causes and working to remove or replace anything that might be contributing. Your father wants what's best for you. He wants you to be happy with who he created you to be and wants you to joyfully and contentedly reflect him to the watching world. Weight loss isn't a perfect or a quick process. It's a journey. If it's a journey you need to take, ask the Holy Spirit to direct and give you strength. Then go back to why losing weight is so difficult, part one, and start putting the steps in place that apply to you. 
Take small steps and do one thing at a time. Don't try and tackle everything at once. When you've got one thing fixed or working correctly, add another and another. Stay the course and don't give up or give in. Friday, we'll post the other nine reasons weight loss is so difficult and the things you can do about them. If you subscribe to our weekly devotions and lifestyle tips, we'll send you the ebook, excuse me, with all 18 of the reasons weight loss is so difficult and what you can do about them. That way you'll have everything at your fingertips so you can take each step, each needed step on your weight journey. You are an amazing woman. Don't forget that. Don't ever, ever forget that. Don't let the mirror tell you lies. Rejoice as David did in Psalms 139, 13 through 17. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your words are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. God bless. Until next time.